Hello and welcome to the Blasphemous Pope Cathedral. I am your Blasphemous Pope Harry and this is meditation number 32, Living Power Part 1. This is going to be a multi-part series, unfortunately, because as I started digging into the whole idea of bioenergy, when I started dealing with how we unlock the energy locked within the biological form within biomass, I found out that it is a much bigger block of information that I really needed to learn and understand before I could translate it in simpler terms. So we're going to have to bear with me. It's a work in progress. This is part one. I know I'm definitely doing a part two. This may bleed into a part three where I just explain how we, what we're going to be talking about today specifically is what we're going to talk about direct combustion and direct combustion is going to be probably one of the quickest parts that we're going to talk about this because it's just setting shit on fire yo and that's not too difficult of a concept for anybody to comprehend right we're going to get through that pretty quick uh, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about things you can do with it we talked a little bit about it last week we'll talk about it again this week just so that everybody knows the basics and then we're going to talk about thermochemical conversion which is a much larger topic than i gave it credit for I did not think it was going to be that much of a large topic and it turns out just the process of pyrolysis is a lot more involved than I thought it was initially. I do know that that is the process used to make charcoal in the wild if you have to make a a starter fuel coal, that's how you do it, that's how you derive the, the oils from pine. Uh, via heat to you know get yourself some fuel oil but as far as using it for waste reduction it is a much more involved process it does not provide proper resources without refinement except for of course the char and there's a lot more work involved in that and that is only one of the three thermochemical conversions that there are Bear with me here because I'm treading into science that I didn't fully understand when I started this. I have a better grip of what I'm talking about now than I did then, and it's still not that great because I can't really do any of this stuff in a practical manner in an apartment because it involves pressurized systems and those are not safe to have around people, right? We learned this last week about the steam engine, right? Okay. When we come back after we talk about our uh, how you can interact with me, then we will get started on Meditation 32, Living Power, Part 1. If you wish to get a hold of me, the Blasphemous Pope, there are plenty of ways. First and foremost, here on Spotify and on um, Spotify for podcasters, there will be always a question on the podcast itself. You can type in a little answer, and that's one way that which we can interact. Uh, as well as there is a messaging feature where it, you can leave a voice message. Little warning. Those messages become able to be used in a podcast. If you wish for it not to be used in a podcast, please tell me beforehand so that this way I am not um, doing something against your wishes. I'm going to try to uh, abide by other people's wishes. Um, The social media links on Spotify and the Spotify for Podcasters website are 
directly to me, you can contact me that way, add me as a friend, uh, follow me, what have you. If you wish to have a little more interaction with the community in total, there is a Facebook group where we do have a growing community, as well as the Discord, which has got a link at the bottom of the description. A little note on the Discord. As far as the Discord is concerned, that is where we're going to be doing the live streaming from. So if you wish to take part in the live streaming, either by voice or by text chat, or just to sit there and listen as I do it live, you can do that on the Discord. So I do encourage you to join the Discord, of course. Uh, if we are trying to make a decision on something, I generally try to throw the, throw the decision out to my acolytes to vote on. And if you want to get a, a part of that action, that's done do, through the Facebook group. Thank you for listening. And now back to the show. And welcome back. Thank you for coming back after that brief message about how to get in contact with me. Of course, please get in contact with me. I love interaction. I love interacting with you guys. And I would love to continue interacting with you guys if you guys would just reach out. Now, a little bit of a remiss before I get on with this meditation is I probably should have let this one be called Let It Burn. <laughs> because that's what we're going to be talking about today. Lots of fire talk. However choices were made this is how it is meditation 32 living power part one when we talk about biofuel the the power the the energy bioenergy is trapped inside of biological material which means that these biological organisms be they plants be they animals be whatever it is have consumed calories and then they store those calories on the inside of themselves in in the nature of their the chemical bonds that are within all of us, right? That's that's what we do. Uh, fat stores are just high, highly energetic chemical bonds, fat molecules, and we store those as energy reserves for when we don't have food. It's just that we live in such a world of plenty that not having food is not a problem most people have to worry about, and therefore obesity exists. Enough about biology, let's talk about biofuel. Now, when we're releasing that power, the first and foremost easiest way to do that is to set it on fire. Adding energy to any biological life form will cause it to release energy. It will burn. You know, that's what burning is. Uh, we, we know this because when we set wood on fire, it's hot and it emits light. That's energy being released from the wood. You add a little bit of energy and it starts the reaction and that reaction then sustains itself. We all understand how that works. We, there's not a big surprise here, right? This is not breakthrough science for anybody. So I think we can all understand direct combustion is the simplest and easiest way to come about energy from biofuel. Now, there are some things that are not easily flammable. Things that are wet are not easily flammable. So you may want to dry your biological compounds before committing them to fire, right? Uh, you may want to control that fire, but stuff like that is easily managed. This is ancient technology. This is prehistory technology. Before we started writing words down, we, we understood what fire was, how we could create it. 
So as, as a species, as a human species, not as you and me, but you know, as a human species, this was, this was pre-words, we had fire. So I, I don't think I really have to explain all the ins and outs of, outs of this, but we do understand if you have fire heat, that means that you have heat, which is something that normally in our contemporary society, electricity deals with. But you don't need electricity, you could just burn wood, you can burn dried other things. Of course, be careful with what you burn because some things don't smell so great when they burn. The, the other thing is you can heat water. You can cook food with fire. There's things that which are electricity replacements. And to be quite frankly, as a professional cook, uh, electricity improvements. The, the fact of the matter is, if you are cooking with electricity, you are tying your hands behind your back. You should always be cooking on fire. Fire is the superior cooking form and will always be forever. Now, everybody who uses a microwave primarily, shame, shame on you. Anyhow, when we come back after this brief break, we're going to start talking about thermochemical conversion, which is the next part of this, because combustion was really a footnote. See you then. Welcome back. Okay, the thermochemical conversion debacle. So when I first started this, I do have a basic understanding of science. I well, probably a little bit more than basic, but not an advanced understanding of science. And I really wasn't keeping on the cutting edge of thermochemical conversion. Just to be completely clear, this was something I was just like, ah, I don't really necessarily need to know this. This is not. Uh, something I'm primarily thinking of because I'm not thinking of using biological matter as fuel because, well, I want to use it as fertilizer, right? So I want to keep those bonds together. I want to throw it in the ground, let it decompose, become the, the food for my plants and release that energy in growing those plants and bringing me more food. It seems like a more equitable use of that uh, that material however because I am thorough and I am neurotic I decided to punish myself so pyrolysis and if I'm not pronouncing this correct you can let me know and give me a good pronunciation guide for this but that's just the way it's gonna come out the, now pyrolysis 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 whatever Anyway, as the name suggests, it is using heat to break the bonds. And what you're basically doing is you're breaking down larger chemicals, a larger internal biological chemicals into smaller, more burnable biological chemicals. That is what pyrolysis is. Now, when we want to engage in this, we want to do this in an oxygen-free environment or as close to oxygen-free as possible. The primary thing here is if you're doing this on a small scale like let's say you want to produce yourself some charcoal from wood what you do is you take a pot you put the top on the pot and that's good enough you know you put a weight on there so it's not like sucking in air at all and you just throw it on top of the fire and that wood will cook it will char it will become charcoal 
basically. And there will be a little bit of oil in there and there'll be a little gas release. You know, you want to make sure that you're super careful when you're pulling that lid off because, um, you know, it's, it's flammable gas that's inside of there. Um, that's the, the three products of, of pyrolysis. Uh, pyrolysis. Uh, I suck at saying this word. Anyway, you have your low, to, low O2 environment. If you are achieving about 600 degrees Fahrenheit, which is about 300 degrees Celsius, you're doing something called slow pyrolysis. And slow pyrolysis is going to produce more char than anything else. It's going to produce less oil. It's going to produce less gas. Now, the char, biochar, is charcoal. It can be used for making activated charcoal. It can be used creating a soil amendment that holds moisture, holds nutrients. It's carbon being added to the soil. So if you are in a place that uses a high carbon soil, it will put that carbon back in the soil. If there are invasive species of plants that are nitrogen seeking, they will be dissuaded from living near you. And that's also a benefit if you want your wild yard to be naturally wild for the area that you live in. There are other uses for water treatment, activated charcoal, health, activated charcoal, all of these types of things, these all help your system out. So if you are going to be doing pyrolysis, you're, you are going to have something for your soil. You're going to have something to show for it, for your water treatment, what have you. And that's something to remember. If you are going to be adding about a thousand calories per second heat and achieving a 900 degree Fahrenheit or 500 degree Celsius furnace, you are going to be doing something called fast pyrolysis. And fast pyrolysis is when you are going to be producing the most oil. And that's the one that's interesting to commercial entities. May not be as interesting to us at the homestead, but it definitely is interesting to the commercial entities. They want to have that type of pyrolysis because that's where you get your liquid fuel, your liquid oils from. And when we come back, we will start talking about the, the three biofuels that are produced by this. And we will talk a little bit about how we can treat that oil that I just talked about. I want to give a special thank you to all of my acolytes, that is you, the listeners, as well as the listeners who have been with me since the beginning. Um, these people, since before monetization, since episode one and since before episode one have been friends and supporters of everything that I do. So I want to make sure I give them a special shout out. There is a space at the end of this list for listener supporters. Listener supporters are people who financially support this podcast, this production. And for as little as 99 cents a month, you can become a listener supporter. I would greatly appreciate that. To begin, we have Anarchic Radio run by Donovan Meter. Amy Lynn Russell, and Moose Girl. The link for that is down in the description, as well as the link for all of these projects. Extremist Being Awesome, run by Star O'Hara. This is a motivation and accountability group. Um, the Master of the Dark Arts of Marketing, Mr. Nathan Frazier. You can learn about the esoteric and not-so-esoteric arts of marketing through his content. The Salted Sicilian. 
This is a close personal friend of mine, Christy Caruana's food blog. She is a Culinary Institute of America graduate. A wild little podcast. This is a fellow podcaster here on Spotify for Podcasters.、Uh, we did a lot of、uh, promoting each other early on, and、uh, I'm continuing that tradition. I have no idea what she's doing.、Uh, other supporters that have been here since the beginning.、Uh, over on Twitter, we have We Trade Free,、uh, Miss Kennedy Edwards, London Gardens, and over on Instagram, we have Mr. Michael Brandon Witt.、Um, Again, if you wish to become a listener supporter, it's as low as ninety nine cents a month, and you will be added to this. If you have a project, I absolutely will bark that project for you. I go over that stuff in an email between us, and then、um, we can、uh, continue our relationship. Now back to the podcast. Welcome back. Okay, so we talked about、uh, pyrolysis. We talked about slow pyrolysis, fast pyrolysis. There is also flash pyrolysis, which is a lot like gasification. So I'm just going to not talk about it. It's when you bring your heat all the way up. You know, you're going to in excess of I think it's like 1,100 Fahrenheit. I didn't even bother write that stat down because that's something you're not going to be able to do outside of an industrial setting. You're not going to be able to keep and maintain that level of heat without using hydrocarbon fuels in a non-industrial setting, right? So I just don't bother talking about it. The three things that are produced, of course, are the char, the oil I just talked about, and The syn gas, synthetic gas. What synthetic gas is is hydrogen at、uh, hydrogen molecules and carbon monoxide mixed in various um, uh, proportions, right? So, what that means is that with the different types of things that you could use to feed your biofuel, whether it be corn cobs, stalks. Trees, bits and pieces of other types of food, papers, what have you. Whatever it is is going to change the proportions of hydrogen and carbon monoxide. They are all flammable. The efficiency rating that differs, but if you are just getting rid of waste, it's you get what you get, right? Now, in order to capture the syngas, you are going to need an apparatus to do that. You are going to need an apparatus to separate. The solid matter from the liquid matter, from the gaseous matter, and have them all go into separate containers. Bio oil is is even a great idea. All right, if you are going to pursue it, I would be pursuing it for the char as fuel、uh, as fire fuel, for the char as amendment soil amendment, at, for the char for activated charcoal for your drinking water filtration for breathing if you need it. And for medicine, for upset stomach and stuff like that, what they do require is hydro treating and hydro cracking.、Uh, what hydro treating and hydro cracking is is a methodology for refining bio oil. I'm going to warn you: it has heavy metal waste, which is a problem. It has it is prohibitively expensive, which is a problem. But it is a system that does work. It does. Create biodiesel, does create biofuels. You know, fuel add ethanol additives for for gasoline. That's that's made this way. They 
the reality is as bio oil it's very dense energetically and and that's that's a great thing that you can you get a lot of energy in a small package unfortunately the water contents too high in it for it to burn regularly or faithfully I, I don't know you you just can't depend on it right and the problem is is that because it's so viscous you can't pull the water out of it without it becoming a solid block that is not flammable because it's in a solid or almost solid so with that being said that's where hydro treating comes into play but again hydro treating is a large project it's a project you don't want to have done near people it's potentially hazardous cancerous down the road genetically bad for people to be around so with that being said i am gonna cut it here we're gonna talk about gasification next week when we start talking about some of the other ways of releasing power from from biofuel again let me reiterate this combustion is always going to be the best safest bet for getting your getting energy out of biological material and recycling material into your soil is going to probably be your best investment for your food waste scraps with that being said thank you again for coming i greatly appreciate each and every one of you and i hope to you come back next week